Hey everyone, welcome back to the Simplicity Films show. I hope you are all having an amazing day. This is episode number six, and in this episode, I have a very special guest coming to you guys all the way from Michigan, my good friend Chris Roll. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Chris, I want to give you the chance to introduce yourself to everybody um, and let us know what you've been up to. First of all, appreciate you having me on here um, and just kind of you putting this podcast together, um, giving other people an opportunity to, you know, be interviewed, talk about their stories and just teach a lot of people that, you know, listen to your podcast. I think it's really cool what you're doing. Um, so like Hassan said, uh, my name is Chris Roll. Uh, I do lead generation for essentially high ticket uh, gyms. So in the fitness niche, um, I've been doing that specifically in the fitness niche for the past probably almost a year now. Um, but I've been doing SMMA agency stuff for the past couple of years now. Um, but I wasn't always doing it. I wasn't always sure that I was going to go the entrepreneurship route. Uh, I definitely had entrepreneurship tendencies growing up. I put together a list with my parents saying, hey, if I take the garbage out, you know, do I get a quarter? If I take the dogs for a walk, is that 50 cents? Like, how do I get a dollar? What activity do I have to do? And just figuring out really, truly the, the activities that took the least amount of work to get the most amount of money. Um, so I definitely showed tendencies growing up. But um, my parents cared a lot about education. My mom's a nurse. My dad's a pharmacist. So they definitely pushed me heavy into school. I got really good grades. Um, and I went on to go to Michigan State University. Um, the summer before I went to university, um, I was lucky enough to land an internship through a family friend. I moved away from the summer um, and I worked with, within a small money management firm. And I was blessed because the president actually worked there with me. And he kind of referred me into the entrepreneurship route. He actually, in our interview, wrote out the four quadrants that you get from Rich Dad Poor Dad, like the investing, the you know, self-employed, whatever. And he drew that out in front of me. That was my first like exposure to that. And he gave me Rich Dad Poor Dad. And he said, when you come back and work in two months, because it was a couple months before I started working, he said, I want this book finished. Give it back to me and I'll give you some more. And I remember I just got hooked. I got so obsessed with reading that book. Um, and that's really where my personal development started. Uh, fast forward, I went to school for two years at Michigan State. Um, and just kind of over those two years, I realized that that just wasn't what I wanted to do. It just wasn't the right vehicle for me. And very truly, I thought it was a little bit overpriced um, for the value I was getting. So um, got into SMMA. I dropped out actually in the spring of 2018. So I've been doing um, lead generation for, you know, fitness gyms for the past, you know, almost a year now. So Awesome. So I think you really embody this idea of someone kind of taking that leap into entrepreneurship. For anyone out there that's starting, whether they're in school or they want to, you know, take it full on, um, what are some recommendations you have for them for getting started? First and foremost, I think there's a, a huge misconception in like your brain that you think you're going to have this breakthrough moment, that you just think that the stars are going to align and it's just going to be the perfect moment for you to drop out or quit your job or whatever and pursue your passion. And that's never, ever, ever going to be the case. And once you kind of wrap your head around that, um, you start to look at, okay, how quickly can I really get started versus, you know, when should I get started? And I think that was a big thing for me. The second thing is just understanding, um, you know, plan A and plan B. And for me, my problem was if I stayed in school, that would take a significant amount of time away from my business. It just would with classes, et cetera. But then two, if I knew that I had, if, um, if I knew that I stayed in school, that would always be my plan B. Plan A was obviously to build my own business, but if I had plan B in place, I got comfortable and I noticed it. I wasn't as urgent because I didn't need to be because I was in school. In school, very truly, um, if you think about it, is a four-year vacation. It's a four-year hiatus before you're, you know, working full time or just pursuing your passion. And 
It's really before the real world starts. Exactly. And so because I knew that, because I knew, you know, I still have a couple left years left of school, I didn't have any sort of urgency to really get things done um, and expand my business. So I just decided that it was the right time for me after the spring semester, after I you know, finished two years to pursue it. I always knew that colleges will never turn my money away. They'll always accept me back. My grades were not a problem. So I wasn't too worried. It really scared a lot of other people. But once you know, I was comfortable in myself, my decisions and confident in what I could do, if I just put in the work, I really haven't been nervous since. And it's been an amazing experience. Awesome. Um, so I know that this conversation with, you know, university and school um, and that whole dilemma. So for someone, let's say they're, they are in university and they want to pursue entrepreneurship. What do you think is the, the qualities someone needs to, to become an entrepreneur? Um, and just, you know, any recommendations you have for someone that's going to dive into it head on? Yeah, I think there's a couple things that go into it. Um, and I think first things first, it starts with discipline. Um, for me, in my opinion, if you're not disciplined, you really don't have a shot. Um, it, there is no magic pill. There is no secret sauce. It is small actions taken every single day. And over time, you'll get to your result. It's really math, time, and action. And if you can't hold yourself accountable to doing what you said you were going to do that day, you know, building out a list of exactly what you're going to do throughout the day. And if you fall off your, your calendar, you're not going to have anyone else there to hold your hand. That's really what the beauty of college is in one way, shape or form. It gives people a plan and a strategy. Um, if there was no college, it'd be interesting to see how many people would educate themselves after high school. So because you don't have structure, because you don't have someone telling you when you have to be at class or when you have to take an exam or when you should be reading, when you should be studying, that's all on your own. Um, and that's what's definitely hard from the get-go. But if you have that discipline, it's going to be much easier to you know, put that time in, to read those books, to educate yourself, to you know, cut out different distractions, as long as you understand and know wholeheartedly what your long-term objective is and you stay true to that the entire way. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. And it's really, especially for everyone that's going to dive into it while in school, you know, it's something you really have to believe in going into it um, and understand that execution is what it's going to come down to. Especially, I know, Chris, I just want to get your thoughts on all these entrepreneurs on Instagram, you know, showing off their lifestyle, showing off the cars. What are your thoughts on that? I'm really not a big fan of it for a lot of different reasons. So first to just touch on like the, the discipline thing, like one last quote I actually saw today, like something to think about. There are Hall of Famers in baseball that are known for hitting singles. You're not going to hit a home run every time you're up to bat. So it's just, if you can just hit singles every single day, you'll get, you know, an amazing result. You can be a Hall of Famer. But back to the, the glitz and the glamour of entrepreneurship, that's really just not what it's about at all. And anyone that's, you know, young and trying to show that off, I think that really comes from an insecurity and trying to give off an image to sell a product, etc. Um, anyone who is a high level entrepreneur that sees that laughs at that. But the problem is young entrepreneurs that get started, whether they're young from an age perspective, or they're just young in their understanding of the industry, um, get fooled by that. And it's unfortunate. And I think what bothers me most is I feel that I'm a pretty intelligent individual. I can see through a lot of things. And even I, in my early stages was fooled by some of that, um, glitz and glamour. And so if I know that I was fooled, I know that there are a lot more gullible people that will fall for those same traps. So for any entrepreneur um, that is doing any sort of selling, I, I would just wish people were a little bit more genuine and honest about really what goes on.
Yeah. Uh, but I understand also from a marketing perspective, from a, you know, a persuasion perspective, showing off Gucci Supreme, you know, nice cars, et cetera. It does have its day. I mean, it really was one of the key components of Ty Lopez's explosion. Um, but I also want people to understand that that is not what it's like every single day. The successful entrepreneurs that last decades, which is what we all would aspire to do. Yeah. They don't do that. <laughs> they don't live like that. They, they take those small actions every single day. They don't spend all day long driving around in their Lambo with pretty girls in their car and throwing money out the window. Like that's not what it is at all. Mm -hmm. So I know you're a big fan of self-development um, and taking courses. Uh, I get this question all the time, especially for people who are just getting started. How do you decide, um, you know, whose course you want to take? Um, how do you go out and find a mentor? So really, how do you kind of decide who you're going to trust, you know, to get that knowledge? You know, make a decision and invest in their program or course, or do you even recommend courses? Yeah, so I, I mean, I definitely do recommend courses. Um, I mean, it's just another form of, uh, you know, developing yourself in one way, shape, or form. Do I think there are some that are much better than others, and certain ones that are overpriced? Absolutely. That's just anything in any industry. There's going to be different products that are better than others, um, but unfortunately, the one that's the most well known will you know, a lot of the times get the sale. So in terms of finding who to learn from, et cetera, um, one thing that I would definitely recommend is having a little bit of patience about pulling the trigger on courses. Um, spend a little bit of time going through and looking at the individual that's promoting their course, et cetera, and see if you can pick up any sort of um, maybe red flags or insight into really who they are. Um, you know, you can spend a little bit of time on someone's social media, looking at their stories a little bit and start to figure out the type of person they are and really how much they care about you and your success. And what I've found is the people that are almost the loudest about their courses and their programs typically have the worst programs and actually haven't achieved as much as they have. They're really relying on those course sales to try to show off the life that they live. So, um, one thing that I know I definitely got from Sam ovens, um, is, trying to move higher up the chain. So for instance, if you find someone that you think maybe you'd want to learn from, see if you can find anywhere that they show that they've learned from someone else and try to follow that link as high as you can up the chain and then just skip all the fat and find the person at the top, right? Like so many entrepreneurs learn from, you know, like, peak entrepreneurs like, like, like Bezos and Elon Musk and different stuff like that. So instead of maybe just buying these low level entrepreneurs and, and this is no discredit to any of them, instead of buying their courses and their programs, et cetera, just skip that and go closer to the top where they learn from. Cause otherwise it's just recycled information and it's probably going to be better information from the source versus um, the person down at the bottom. It's like a game of telephone, right? If, if we were to sit in a line of 10 people and I were to tell you, whisper you something and you had to pass it on the chain, I'm going to be more accurate and have a better understanding of what I said than the 10th person. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's the 10th person that's promoting their stuff and going after the entrepreneurs that are starting off, you know, 16 to 22 years old, right? And they capture a lot of that community. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not to discredit anyone out there, but a lot of the courses out there, like you said, are just, you know, recycled information in these programs. Honestly, like when I first started, I, I initially, I really didn't need a course. It was really a matter of just going out there and trying it on my own um, because I, I learned better that way through trial and error. And of course, there's, um, there's a certain point where you need to learn from someone else so you don't spend years and years, you know, spinning your wheels. Um, but especially in the beginning, like if you're not a practitioner, if you're not just going out there and attempting it and trying it, 
you're not gonna learn. Like I could sit in front of Jeff Bezos and he could talk to me every single day for hours, but if I don't actually go out and try and implement the stuff he's saying, you're never gonna get there. Um, so that's what I also recommend initially, just dive into it, you know, get in, get in there. 100%, and I think one last thing just to touch on that is read books first. <laughs> and I can't stress that enough because it is a lot easier and pretty much any person can get into the online course game. It's, it's much easier point of entry than getting a book published. So if you spend a little bit of time and you're interested in entrepreneurship and you read, let's say 10 books over six months, which isn't too difficult. If you read 20 pages a day, that'd be very easy to do. You would probably develop yourself a little bit more and have better insight into the industry and what's authentic and what's not. If you read books, you know, by Napoleon Hill, you know, Thinking Grow Rich or Robert Kiyosaki's book, or maybe Ed Milet's book or different stuff like that, right? From these high level entrepreneurs, much more mature aged individuals, it's going to be a lot easier to see through the, the, the lies and the deceptions of the online course community. And then you'll be better, you know, more equipped to accurately decide where to spend your money. So I don't want you to be too patient to where you don't take action, but I also don't want you to spend unnecessary amounts of money um, and then just get burned overall. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I also recommend the 12 rules of life uh, from Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I think self-awareness is a huge thing. I mean, you have to be completely aware that this is the right path for you. Um, that's why I have so much, you know, issue with, you know, a lot of people that promote online courses, they give off this false perception. And then when you get into the, you know, the nooks and crannies of entrepreneurship and you realize what it actually is and the work that it actually requires and the, you know, alone time that you're probably going to have to spend the sacrifices that you're going to have to make. If you weren't in it for the long haul and you weren't in it for, you know, all the different reasons other than the Lamborghinis, et cetera, or the reason I had the most problem with the online course community is, you know, unfortunately, most of them give this false understanding of entrepreneurship and then people get into it and it's not what they wanted. And they spent a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars on a course. and They quickly realized it wasn't for them. So if you just read a couple ten dollar books by some high level people, you know, very quickly if that stuff actually interests you or if it's just, you know, a, a shiny object syndrome and you saw something really nice and you're like, oh, if I do this, I'll have a Gucci watch or, you know, or not a Gucci watch, a Gucci belt and, you know, a Supreme sweatshirt, right? So before I dive into the last question here, I just wanted to note something on um, self-awareness. So think about it like this, you don't always need to be the top dog, right? So just to give you perspective, the 10th person at Facebook made a lot more money than 99% of entrepreneurs out there. Um, so realize that, like figure out what you're good at um, and really just build from there. You're 100% you're right. Uh, being the number two, being the number 10 is not a bad thing. It is nothing to be ashamed of. There are, I think people get the misconception that entrepreneurs have to be the CEO and that is not the case at all. Salespeople are entrepreneurs, right? Like there is so much more to being an entrepreneur than just being the CEO. Um, and I think that's something that you definitely need to figure out if you have the leadership capabilities, if you can be that top person, or if you're just better off supporting, um, the CEO, supporting, you know, the president, et cetera. Yeah. Because once you realize all the responsibilities that come with being a CEO, being that last line of defense, when shit hits the fan, you have to take all the blame. Like unless you're comfortable and, and think that you're capable of absorbing that type of you know backlash, etc., you know you're probably just better off being a number two, being a number five, being a number ten at just a really really quality company and providing a ton of value and supporting that CEO. 
Awesome. And, and it's also nice to know that it's not going to be your fault at the very end. You're not going to be the one that's going to have to put out the fires. Um, so Chris, final question here. What has been the most rewarding thing? Um, what's been your favorite part? Um, and then is there anything you don't like or you're trying to improve on? Yeah, so I think um, to answer the last one, I'm always trying to improve. Um, I'm always trying to get more disciplined. It's not easy to you know, stick to the plan that you lay out for yourself every single day, especially when you're the only person in a lot of cases holding yourself accountable. Um, so I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to spend more time on personal development, cut out more fat of my life, right? Like spend less time watching TV, spend less time on social media and really just focusing on things that will make me a better person overall, um, et cetera. Um, one of the things that definitely was most rewarding to me, um, right off the bat leaving college was having a day that I could lay out that I love from start to finish. Um, one of the things that, you know, I, I struggled with at college so much is having to go to classes that I knew were unnecessary, having to go and listen to someone speak that I knew really wasn't preaching the right information that was more often than not wrong. And I had to sit there just for participation purposes when I already understood it, you know, the information, etc. So one of the things that I loved right off the bat was being able to design my day every single day. Um, and what I need to get done. But that being said, once you do start to, you know, if you're in this industry, start to get clients, et cetera, you're going to have to do things that you don't love, but you need to understand that as long as it gets you closer to what you do love and your long-term objective, that's just part of the process. There is no job. There is no thing. There is no industry where you are going to love every single step of the way. Like that just does not exist. Yeah. So um, that's definitely something that I love. But like I said, I'm always trying to, uh, get better in a lot of different areas of my life, whether it's my fitness, my energy, my, um, you know, my relationships, my knowledge, etc. I mean, I, I got to spend a little bit of time before I came back from the 10x growth con at Jeremy Haynes's little meetup. And, you know, I've read probably 30 to 40 entrepreneurship books and just spending like two hours with him and a guy who's read thousands, I realized how much farther I have to go and just how badly I'd like to be at a place where I understood the world and understood things at his level. So um, just that was an amazing experience. So I definitely encourage surrounding yourself with people above you and past you because it's going to help accelerate your growth um, within your business and as you as an individual. Awesome. Chris, where can people find you on, on social media? I'm going to leave all the links in the description, um, but if there's a specific place you want people to check you out on, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, it'd probably be Instagram. That's where I spend, you know, most of my social media time um, promoting, you know, different things that I think would help other people, etc. giving insight into things I learned. So Instagram would be first and foremost, it's just Chris Roll and then underscore um, my YouTube channel as well. I do post stuff on there periodically, not as often. It's going to be probably catered toward entrepreneurship business and then probably even more so into the fitness niche, just providing value to, you know, people that are looking to grow their gyms, et cetera. Um, but I try to give value in a vague enough way that you can apply to whatever you're doing. Um, but definitely Instagram and YouTube would be the top two. And then I'm, uh, working on building up a little bit of a Facebook, but those would be the top two for sure. Chris, we really appreciate you hopping on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Truly, uh, truly humble. Thank you.